0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 183, Episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, the highly anticipated season finale of Season 183. Uh, This is a production of iHeartRadio, and it's also a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. How many times do we have to fucking tell you people? Oh, man. It's Friday, May 7th, (laughs) 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. It's the edge of the crust and all of gourmet civilization the dough may rise from the east at least it settled in a fine formation it's understood that Hollywood has Cali pizza kitchens pay your server very well to break with minimum wagin' pizza kin sauce on your chin how is that flavor aging thirst brood attitude Baja Mountain Dude California Pizza Kitchen Alright, that is courtesy of Come on, It's Still Good Podcast They wrote that as a team Uh, And also RHCPK And Galaxy Brain Shit That was going on Speaking of our guest Brent Weinbach on the the podcast Uh, And I'm thrilled to be joined as always By my co-host Mr. Miles Gray
1: I was gonna do that, aka as well, but I'm limber, so I'm gonna pivot to this one. <clears throat> oh, here we are in a zoo. Oh shit! Hold on, I gotta wait this. I gotta wait for that. forget this intro because the drum break is why. Wow, here we go. Okay, uh, uh-huh. here we are in a zoo full of strangers. Turning off the video So you can see my sweatpants Well, I have my cold brew And you prefer Mountain Dew <laughs> But that won't stop my loving you i to hit that falsetto now? Cause I am here to stay Explain it all On the daily zeitgeist, (laughs) talking about politics, talking about news and entertainment, split it all, split it all. On the daily zeitgeist, all the day's trend makers, and if there's time, the Sixers and Lakers. Hey. Uh, Hey. I fucking love that track, even before the SNL version, because that the drum... That was dope. Woo!
0: For some reason, I don't really know that song, but that was dope. That was oh, you like don't know my, that song, Nights on no. Broadway? You
1: that don't like, even know yeah. when they did Barry Gibb Talk Show on Saturday Night Live? With I Justin think that's Kimberly. what
0: I know it from, but this was much more enjoyable. This oh, was, I'm now going to gonna add that song to the rotation because that was like going to see a band live. And, Thank you so you much. Know, suddenly, that song is... Uh,
1: you know, it's
0: different. <laughs> Suddenly, that song, <laughs> Suddenly sucks. that song is
1: awful. Uh, shout out to uh, number one S- smash mouth super fan, uh, and also Ginger's Chocobo for that. You know, they they teamed up and then blessed us with that Barry Gibb Nights on Broadway jam. So, thank you,
0: Miles. We are fortunate to be joined by a brilliant, a talented, a hilarious guest. Also, we don't usually call this out, but a patient guest for sitting through our most indulgent. Uh, intros, I think, to date, but he is the brilliant host of the new show Galaxy Brains, Mr. Dave schiller Hey, hey,
2: hey! Patience is my middle name. I am always willing to <laughs> let you guys just ramble on, sing uh, songs, <laughs> like, talk about each other's days, like, compare vaccine side yeah. effects.
0: Like, whatever Three, four. is fun.
1: Here we go. Let's do it all the time Then, <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, dude okay um fuck. Uh, but yeah thanks so much dave for coming yeah through, th- man. thank
2: you for having me Woo! again i feel like every time i'm on here now i have something new to promote so uh I'm, i i feel like i'm kind of like the um the harvey p of this show like i'm right. always coming on like i got a new comic book check it out david letterman <laughs> hey man mm-hmm.
1: but uh, not comics and last I'm time you had you got a you no just way. got the new gig right didn't you was, like? Yeah. Didn't you get a job like while we were talking? on the call? Yeah. <laughs> on the yeah. Right? yeah, I was like, "Oh, I just
2: got I job. oh okay, yeah, uh, I'm back." Okay, yeah, yeah we had to stop job, the recording no so I could take, right. the, take the call. What are you coming with now? Yeah, so it, it, nothing just just to tell you guys about Galaxy Brains, which is a great show. I co-host, or I'm the host, Jonah Ray from uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah, yeah. and the Meltdown and many other things. Is my co-host. Right, and uh, we talk about movies, TV, and overthinking with kind of like you know Galaxy Brain takes about all the stuff that you love, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a safe space for people to have bad opinions. I think right, right,
1: Uh, and we 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 work them out. Yeah, we need a safe space for people to be wrong. What's a give a give the Zeitgang a taste of a Galaxy Brain take on uh, something they might expect on your show?
2: Okay, so this week, yesterday, Uh we dropped an episode. about the new Star Wars animated series, The Bad Batch, which is on Disney+. Right. Plus, our guest, the legendary Patton Oswalt. Patton comes Ooh. on, and we uh, talk about whether or not the Star Wars cartoons are actually better than the live-action wow. Star Wars. And oh, I say, shit. yes, the cartoons are better than pretty much all the Star Wars movies, I've save for a heard, couple.
1: not heard a single bad word about any of the animated ones. In fact, that's the one all my hardcore Star Wars fam is like, Nah, man, you need to watch Clone Wars. Nah, you need to watch... I was like, okay, fuck it. I, exactly. I that die. is that is my thesis. That's my point.
2: And I think I get close to convincing Patton that I'm right, but he's the master of in. Star Wars. You, you gotta, gotta tune in to find that. out yeah. if, if I get him on my
0: side. Is his counterpoint uh, cartoons are for kids? yes because yeah. he, i don't know if you know this but he
2: was on my show to promote his cartoon <laughs> right yeah which is see, called Ratatouille. Ratatouille?
0: <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> yeah he was on there to talk about Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah you guys see this one yet Have you guys <laughs> heard yeah. about yeah.
0: pixar so there's this little company called pixar you know i met somebody who's an en- uh, is an engineer at a big big old company right now and used to be an engineer at uh pixar <laughs> And that he was just like, man, I hate to tell people this, but Pixar is as cool as advertised. To work for it's just like everything is fucking amazing. Uh, it made me so mad.
1: Damn.
0: For yeah, real. that's yeah. how I feel
2: about my podcast, Galaxy Brains, which you can listen to on every hey, podcast platform you can think. There of There it on. is. <laughs>
0: there, there it is. As, as you mentioned, as you alluded to, Dave Miles and I both vaccinated uh, while holding hands uh, today. Yeah. At the same Despite moment, them
1: saying like it's not allowed. I said, yeah. you guys can't us. immediately in-
2: kiss after the shot. <laughs> that you guys are not fully vaccinated." That's Jack right. had
1: the idea. Said we should probably go in the same car so it's not as big of a deal. And I was like, "No, I want to be in my car playing my music because I don't like yeah. the music." We'll hold. I'll get in your car outside, and they it caused a whole commotion. Suffered
0: but. major damage to both of our vehicles, but yeah. I was know.
1: driving like. I'm not joking. I was Tokyo drifting through Dodger Stadium this morning. <laughs> Are they haven't closed so it ex- yet?
2: They're still doing nah. Dodger Stadium?
1: And they fuck up. They have the proportions. Like, so for people who don't know and outside of LA, Dodger Stadium is a mass vaccination site and they've used the parking lot and created a labyrinth of. so. I think every orange cone in the Western seaboard is in Dodger Stadium because I've never seen orange cones so densely together to make like five lanes that snake through. I was going so fast. Just, you know, I've been watching a little too much auto racing and, and also the excitement yeah. of getting my second dose that at a certain point, a firefighter was like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Like, really? There's not, there's not, what's the rush? And I was like, cool I'm down. so sorry. You were ghost riding the whip while <laughs> getting vaccinated? I nearly, yes. I nearly just hopped out and I was like, does open, man. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but, but now we'll, we'll see. I have, nothing's happened yet. And fingers crossed yeah. I have a, a mild or to, to little reaction. But I'm the very, the relief has come actually.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild that they set up like the most complicated driving course that I've ever had to complete before getting the vaccine. Like I, I went to a different place; it wasn't Dodger Stadium, but man, it was it was uh, hairy. I had to like stop and back up because like there were confusing signage.
1: <laughs> but just, and you just kind of generally like kind of being nervous around you, like oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Imagine going for an actual Dodger
2: game, guys. It's worse than that somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my car for over an hour once when I went to Dodger Stadium. Couldn't find the damn thing. Eventually, it was just process of elimination because everybody else left.
1: That was like years ago, I went with my friend who had the busted ass uh, clicker for his car. So there was no way to even set the alarm off to do that one, like the beacon. So yeah. we were really left like with our, you know, drinking too much beer memories, trying to figure out where we were. It was a bit of a sign. Dodger
0: moment. Stadium feels like it's mostly parking lot because yeah. all the parking is on one side because there's like the beautiful ravine uh, off the off the outfield. Walls. All the people that were
1: ousted to create yes. that beautiful parking
0: lot <laughs> well uh, this is the, the, I
2: think the 40th anniversary of fernando mania fernando valenzuela right, uh, right was like the guy who kind of made dodger fandom acceptable for uh latino communities because yeah. for decades they were the reason why they were displaced from chavez ravine yeah uh, and it's something that you know the dodgers still don't really recognize and talk about as much as they should because it was terrible
1: yeah I wow. think, yeah, America has a, a thing about not really acknowledging if they kicked a bunch of people off of land to do some yeah. other shit. Yeah. So part, yeah, kind of part for the course. But yeah, I think that was like one of the first 30 for 30s I watched. It was, that like yeah. That like really was like, okay, you know what? This 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 thing might show me something. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this series. I had always thought it
0: was or- Oral Hershiser who who uh, <laughs> Peibler as the doctor. Oral- <laughs> <laughs> has there ever been like a, a nerdier, like just name slash like just presence than oral hersheiser as like a as a great athlete
2: i was gonna say not a great athlete but lindsey graham
1: there's a name <laughs> yeah. where it's just like, oh yeah, boy
2: yeah. and then hit, add the face to it yeah yeah <laughs> it's like you think the name is bad but
0: add a face that looks like that and you got a real herb somebody somebody told me and by that i mean i heard on a podcast somewhere uh <laughs> that He, like, grew up as, like, he was the entertainment for, like, his family. Like, his family had, like, a restaurant or, like, you know, a a church or something where there were people. And he was just this, like, little boy in a suit, like, entertaining the people and, like, gabbing everybody up real precociously. And that, like, made so much sense. Like, he's just on a straight path to who he is, like, from age four as just, like, a... A child. Uh, you said
1: Oral Hersheiser?
0: <laughs> yeah, Oral Hersheiser. Yep, that's that's Wait, how Oral Hersheiser got the gift of gab. Wait, uh, no, Lindsey Graham. Oh, <laughs> Oral is the color
2: commentator for the Dodgers. But uh, yeah, I think everybody knows what you're going to be when you're four. You know, when I was when I was four, I made my own talk show and I pretended to like have guests and I would go into the fireplace and act like it was a stage and open the curtains from the fireplace and walk <laughs> That's out so cute. and wave <laughs> to no one. And my mom right. was like, he's oh a freak. Boy. Yeah. But look at me now. Now I host a podcast called Galaxy Brains. There you go.
0: Wait, you host a podcast?
2: Yes, I'm going to oh, keep shit. I'm going to keep finding ways to plug this damn thing all day. All right.
1: Check Wait, it. what was that thing you're talking about with Patton Oswalt earlier? That sounded cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it's Modoc.
0: It's his cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, Dave, we're going to get to know you
0: a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're going to talk about. The question about whether uh, the world is going to waive the vaccine patents. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Biden being more popular than a lot of Texas Republicans. We'll talk about Ron DeSantis signing that fucked bill that we had talked about uh, a couple days ago as like a Fox News exclusive yeah. where it's like, cool. they had a little little pep rally in his office as he signed it. But like the media, the normal media was not allowed in just Fox and Friends, all of that. Plenty more. Uh, but first, Dave, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are?
2: Oh, boy. Um, well, this is another opportunity to promote my show, Galaxy Brains. I recently <laughs> looked up how to spell Ugnaught, which is an alien race from Star Wars. Um, Nick Nolte played an Ugnot in The Mandalorian. Wow. Oh, gonna, that yeah, little dude? Like, that little fella.
1: Yeah. That yeah, little tiny guy. Yeah. You really remember oh, shit. him. What uh, What other, like, are they in some of the earlier installments of the film, like in the background? I feel like you see little Ugnaught looking people before. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I I was
2: talk- doing this interview with Patton Oswalt, and he's like, the Mandalorian is so great. They even made you care about an Ugnaught. And I was like, what? Like a donut? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I know about Star Wars, but I don't know about Star Wars. So then I get the transcript for the interview, and I'm like, what is this? I, I don't even know if it's spelled right or not,
1: so I had to Oh, Google yeah, they're all up in like, Bespin. Yeah, yeah, Oh, they're yeah. from Bespin? That's, that's how I know these nasty-looking motherfuckers from okay. Bespin. So yeah, they were, they I, were I forgot empire? about y'all in the Cloud City and shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's kind of a good Lando Calrissian you're doing right now.
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> these motherfuckers. We're coming God through damn. with three white bitches and some cocaine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we here. Oh boy. Oh boy.
0: Wow. The uh, that that was a that was a nice little drop to let people know uh, the difference between a second-rate podcast like ours and uh, Galaxy Brands, you were like, the interview transcript. Uh, oh, yeah. We I have had to, somebody I had to do Google that. I had to Google, what, what the fuck is an interview transcript? <laughs> I uh, get the whole episode. Like, all what? of it.
2: And I'm like, oh, wow, look at all these words here. I
0: said. The Ugnot is, in fact, I was like, I-, I bet this character is ugly. It's in the name, baby. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ugg. Star Wars. Star Wars is... <laughs> always, uh, always coming with a very clever, you know, galaxy brain names, so to speak. Uh, oh yeah, really thinking things through. But the gilf knots, <laughs> look out! <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> Warren Beatty is a gilf knot
1: <laughs> granddad. I'd like to, you know, you know, you know. Don't make fly me fly with, yeah. <laughs> That, that
0: was the best I could come up with for a Star Wars reference. <laughs> Fly. Fly with.
1: <laughs> well, force, force will get a little bit muddy for, if you yeah, start using it, right? I'd
0: like to, for yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, we'll move on from that uh, and ask you, Dave, what is something you think is overrated? Outdoor dining
2: or dining of any kind outside of your house. Okay. I, I, hopefully I didn't do this one last time, but like now that you could go out and do stuff, uh, I've been doing stuff. And like uh stuff is kind of overrated. Like I don't <laughs> ha I don't I'm not having a great time more than I would if I was at home having a good dinner.
1: That feels like the next phase of this thing, at least in this country, as like vaccinations you know, become more commonplace is like there's someone had a tweet where someone I forget what it was, but someone was saying so essentially like I've drifted too far off and I don't know if I can come back <laughs> like, <laughs> from like being Completely like all of these habits we've had to create for our own safety, like melting them away one by one. I'm realizing just how much of a process that's actually going to be.
2: But human beings are incredibly adaptable, like we adapted to the lifestyle of the last year and a half to an insane degree. Uh, I really think it's it's shocking, not shocking in a negative sense, but surprising and amazing that, you know, at least in Los Angeles or other places where people took the pandemic seriously. We all just kind of changed how we lived and we w- went day by day, you know, mostly as normal, just kind of trying to get by and, like, finding ways to keep our our grip on reality. And, like, you know, everything just kind of kept moving in right. a, a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, going back, I think, won't be as hard for some, but it will be hard for certain people who are kind of, like, they have a tendency to want to be introverts anyway, and this kind of uh, solidified that personality trait. Uh, and now oh, yeah. it's like, okay, everybody's going out and t- really trying to have fun. Like everybody desperately wants to have fun so much that they're <laughs> like, I gotta go out, and I gotta, I gotta have a beer, and I gotta uh, wear really short shorts, and uh, uh, I gotta go to the beach, and uh, fuck, 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 I'm gonna do heroin. Why not? Fuck right. it. Fuck it, it man. It's possible though. Um, yeah, it's just intense—the energy that people are giving off—and I think that's what makes going out right now kind of a bummer. Is everybody's having too much fun? Yeah, too much yeah. fun.
1: Or Tone in some instances, down. I see a lot of videos where people still don't know how to act. Like I feel like a lot of a lot of disturbances are also becoming commonplace in public too. Like people, people are like yeah. navigating being around other people too, and like nobody knows how difficult people's years have been. So it's a lot of like a lot of unpredictable things going on but yeah i'm definitely finding i'm definitely not i I see there even in my friend groups of people who are like yo man it's time to go it's time baby it's time and i'm like it is not time for me yet (laughs) like i need to just incrementally get back out there yeah
0: people didn't know how to act before the pandemic and now we all have (laughs) depression like is this gonna be a better version of yeah.
1: Did
2: you see that the FAA like issued a warning that yes. if, you go, if you go to the airport and you get on a flight, you might get into a violent confrontation with someone. Hope you uh, are prepared for that. I yeah. brought my brass knuckles just in
1: case. They said something like it was in 2019, there were like 200 sort of of these referrals about like just wild misconduct on flights. They're over a thousand in this year alone.
0: Is that all just people refusing to wear masks?
1: Political they call it political intimidation, like literal fisticuffs, uh drunkenness, just general dis- being disorderly than more than man, normal. Man. And that's why like even the the flight attendance unions are like, like gotta, telling the FA like more. you need to throw people the fuck off. Like we're right. actually on the front lines dealing with unhappy, ignorant people who I'm not like, I'm not here to, I'm not a fucking bouncer at the club, right? but this is the energy. Apparently you need to be a flight attendant now.
0: Damn. Let's talk about the, the world of podcasting. Dave, I I think I heard somewhere that you have a podcast. Do you have any desire to podcast in person to get back out there and like get in the same room as someone? Oh,
2: me and me and Jonah or like going on a podcast and being a guest. I mean, I don't think it's necessary. I think that's the thing. Everybody has to really focus on here is, What is absolutely necessary for us to do do outside in person? Mm -hmm. Podcasting in person is nice. I feel like it's a better, you have a better rapport with people sometimes, but it's also more relaxing. And I think people are more themselves when they are just in their house in their clothes, like just doing their thing. Like,
0: yeah, I think I'm more
2: productive during the day um i I don't know if you guys have been doing any sort of like pitching meet pitch meetings or anything like pitching people like executives and stuff but boy is that much easier uh when you don't have to like shake their hand and like stare at them while you're you're talking and like seeing if they like what you're saying or uh, if uh they're bored or like scribbling notes or texting their friends instead of listening to you like yeah, that is so
1: much easier. I never want to go back to that. Pitch it, pitch meetings feel more light on Zoom. You know also like everyone's kind of like, "Hey, okay, cool. Waiting for somebody. Okay, no problem." versus like the usual like where you're at a fucking agency they ice room. you in
2: the fucking lobby. Yeah. The receptionist is like, here are some magazines, would you like water
1: or coffee? Or a new outfit, because yeah. really, seriously, you're, <laughs> mean, look like, you're like, that. Yeah. like, okay, you know what? This is why I don't fuck with these eight men. This guy's Zoom a writer, pictures.
2: everybody. Look at yeah.
1: his shoes. Look <laughs> at his shoes. He's trying he's to do that broken. like, I don't give a fuck, rich person style. He's, he's fucking it up. And this yeah. is coming
0: from somebody who... You know, controls a room when he appears in the room with the, with the wardrobe. Dave, Dave has the fits. Oh so. yeah,
2: no, I'm intimidating the people that I'm in the room with for sure yeah. with my clothes. Yeah, but I think for other people, it, writers, yeah, it, writers it, yeah. specifically, uh, there's, <laughs> there's no swag, there's no style there. Um, yeah. but I never want to go back to that. I think in terms of like actually doing things in person, most of the stuff that we do for work can be done at home. Like uh, offices
0: are a relic of a a time that is almost over. I think podcasting is like recording the vibe in a room. And I don't think there's really a good excuse to like, I I don't think we need to be back in person. And so I'm just like saying, compare that to like every other job. It's just, I I don't, I'm a little baffled at all the companies that are like, we got to get everybody back get everybody back it's
1: because i think they see that on some level they see that like the there's a change happening yeah and right now it's only manifesting and like people are realizing like they don't have to toil in an office and then but they're having trouble getting over that like they're like but we pay all this money to stunt on other companies to say this is our address yeah and you're like that doesn't mean anything on top of like already you're just seeing the kinds of shit where people are like Getting more aware of what their own value is and like what minimum wage should be and things like this. So I think for being a business owner or that in that class is a very like, man, try and just flip the switch back on so they don't they start getting ideas again, yeah, like when we were in 2020. It's the erosion of the lie. Right. The
2: lie that you're told by your employers is that you need to be at a desk, you need to keep a certain hourly schedule, you need to uh, appear for meetings you need to do all these things that really have nothing to do with your job yeah nothing at all you can do your job anywhere now and uh yeah i think you're right miles that it's really about like pre- preserving that fallacy yeah. um because it's it's their egos it's the egos of the the companies and the the ceos and the people who are like look at my look at this office there's look at all these people everywhere. i pay
1: yeah like, they need oh,
2: me but that is literally what it was advice when i worked advice it was, we have potential investors coming in or a celebrity or something. Right. So you need to be in your desk at 7 a.m. because we have to have a full office. Otherwise, we're going to look stupid. Wow.
1: It's like, just check the numbers, fam. That's yeah. why you're here. Don't worry about well, how many bodies are in the seats. The numbers were fake. As we yeah, all well, know. of course. <laughs> Turns out that was all bullshit, too. Hey, who wasn't benefiting from the Facebook view count? <laughs> just being like, oh, that's a view. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> This person accidentally clicked on this. Yep, that's a view.
2: Yep, that's of a of course view.
0: we're talking about uh, jobs for delicate-handed boys like me and dainty not, creatives, right? Yeah, not, I mean, this not is the clear people for the out there doing. Sector, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is something, Dave, that you think is
2: underrated? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, guys. Galaxy Brains, the podcast hosted <laughs> by me and John Ray. <laughs> no, um, I, I think something that's underrated is um, watching a show. One week at a time, I think more Ooh. people are coming around to the, the the weekly release schedule versus the binge. But uh, wow. I started watching The Big Shot with Bethany Frankel on HBO Max. Guys, it's fire! <laughs> that show is dope. She what is, is cruel to them. Uh, um, <laughs> it's sort of like it's sort of like The Apprentice, uh-huh. but starring Bethany uh, during a pandemic. <laughs> so it's like they're pretending like everything's fine, and in the background there's like. Nobody on the street or, like, one person with oh, a mask. Right. All the crew is wearing PPE. And it's like, this is just a normal reality competition show about hiring a v- VP of operations for Bethany's new company when it's taking place during the deadliest pandemic of our generation. And she's
1: just fucking going off on these people? Just
2: cruel. Yeah, just so oh, mean. Shit. And then she'll have, like, panic attacks or, like, uh, freakouts and start crying about whatever thing. Like, it's it's sloppy, messy drama. But okay, yeah. after I watched the first two episodes, I was like, okay, I'm ready to watch it all. It doesn't Could come be. out until Thursday. Every Thursday it comes out. So I have to portion out this trash that I am mm, subjecting yeah, myself to. Me, yeah. But it feels yeah. good and you can like talk about it with your friends and like you know, it makes you appreciate something more than just like being a pig and watching it at all in one go. It's sort of like yeah. the difference between having a plated meal and going to Sizzler and getting the salad bar. But do right. you think
1: reality probably lends itself more like I don't think I could watch three straight episodes even of like 90 day I love 90 day but I for that for the sheer fact that it comes out weekly I'm like good I get, I, I just know Too I got to punctuate my week with the trash Yeah, yeah cuz I get my trash doses you know I got my, my below deck shit Monday and then married at first sight and then I'll you know hop in on whatever the fuck else is going on but I feel like Reality definitely is hard to watch like consecutive, whereas like I think because now so many shows are all just written for cliffhanger endings that they're just trying to be like, yeah, fool, you want to keep sitting down? You want to you want to atrophy your body a little more? watch another <laughs> I,
2: episode Yeah, I, I think reality shows when you watch them all in a row, it it really um underlines the fact that nothing happens in these shows, that it's just <laughs> right. people having a conversation. Right. Yeah. Like Vanderpump Rules, <laughs> I first started watching. On a binge when I was on vacation uh, in on Catalina Island, I was just we just sat in the hotel, me and my ex-wife, and just ate and and drank champagne and watched Vanderpump Rules for like the entire day. That's beautiful. That. And 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 slowly but surely, I was like, man, all these people just like hang out outside the restaurant, smoke cigarettes, and accuse each other of infidelity. That's right. the show. Like, there's yeah. got to be more to it than that. And right. then I realized watching them all in a row, there isn't. That was yeah. the show. That's
1: it. But they but they dress it up every every episode thematically with a new aesthetic. But it's the same thing called lack of communication skills or trust.
2: Yeah. If 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 two people could just sit down and like have a conversation and listen to each other, there'd be no reality TV. No, absolutely not. It it has to be two uh, polar opposite human beings screaming at each other and uh, as though they are not in the same room. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you guys are in the same room. You could talk. But no, 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 no. We're going to scream, and then we're going to throw a glass at each other. Uh, I might rip a dress. I might yeah. you know, call somebody a, a naughty word or something. It's,
1: yeah. Yeah. The, the, it's the, great. You need the sort of thing of like unstoppable ego and immovable ego yes. right? facing off against each other. That's yeah. how you create the, the cataclysmic trash. Well, what the,
2: was it that WWF announcer Gorilla Monsoon used to say? It's the uh, irresistible force versus the immovable object. And that's how I feel about Bethany
0: Frankel and Dorinda on Real Housewives. I didn't know that whenever I said that, uh, because I think that's a pretty common, commonly used phrase, the unstoppable force meets an immovable object, that I could be citing someone named Gorilla Monsoon every time I do that. I I, I don't think he invicts my life better, but (laughs) I could. But if that was something he was known for, I could be like, as the great uh, Gorilla Gorilla Monsoon Monsoon. said, said, yeah.
1: And thank you for having me at MIT for (laughs)
0: that. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: Gorilla Monsoon, (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Craig. Ladies and gentlemen, Gorilla Monsoon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What has there been a successful show like in the pure streaming, like since Game of Thrones? I guess would be the last one where like everybody was kind of coordinated around the weekly like schedule drop and then talking about it like what was the last one of those was it game of thrones i mean game of thrones certainly was the one
2: that crossed the most demographics and got the most different kinds of people to watch yeah but i'd say succession you know for the the type of person who watches a show like that the kind of um
0: urban yeah. city yeah. dweller coast little dweller.
1: lies did that too i feel like you yeah. know, there yeah. was memes on okay. mondays you know
0: okay so it has to be on HBO. That's like the last bastion. I think of, but
1: it's like every show goes off on Twitter, but it's just that some just don't get to the trending topics, you know, because of the you
0: know, But the like Mandalorian of- go drops weekly, right? Mhm. And d- was that a thing where everybody was like when the last episode dropped everybody like it controlled the conversation. I feel like I I think Not.
1: WandaVision have more mm-hmm. co- control. Okay, over yeah, the WandaVision's a good than, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian okay. for
2: sure. Yeah, I think those those sorts of like Disney Plus shows really just, do get a lot of people because they they have so many subscribers. Like yeah. the number of people who subscribe to Disney Plus is like more than the population of Canada.
0: Right. Right. Although yeah, Netflix kind of we we have this story that's been kind of sitting at the bottom of our dock, but it's like they released the numbers for all the movies that were released during the pandemic, like the streaming numbers for Q4 2020 and the first quarter of 2021. And they're like pretty low just across the board. Netflix isn't on here, but uh, like even soul has kind of a, a low count compared to like what it would have if it were released in theaters. I guess that's not surprising, but part of me was like wondering if, because people were at home that everybody would be streaming these um i i don't i feel no pressure to
2: watch anything
1: yeah right nobody's yeah, like yeah.
2: there's no uh societal gun to my head saying you gotta watch this now or you're gonna be left out i didn't watch wandavision yeah, didn't right. watch it me either didn't I care I'll watch I it one day, maybe. I didn't watch Soul. My son watched Soul, that's, that's, so I, somebody in my family watched it. But yeah, I'm just like, I'll get, I'll get around to it. All the Oscar movies. Usually, I'm banging through those, like getting right. screeners and like going to the movies and whatnot. I just, did, I didn't care. I still was getting screeners, but it was screeners for <laughs> movies that are on Netflix. I got like a, d- a DVD <laughs> right. for uh, the the uh, Charlie Kaufman movie or like Chicago Seven or um. the prom like why am i getting screeners for these movies i could just watch them on my tv right now the screener
0: is just like three steps like turn on netflix go to this (laughs) well some companies are
2: sending out like just a card like hey check it out it's on there right now it's a great movie we want you to vote for it but some companies are sending out the scripts like the, the wga members get like the screenplay for ma rainey's black bottom I just got all
0: these in my house. I'm like, what am I going to ever do with this? (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about some news. And we're back. And uh, yesterday, vaccine patents started uh, making the rounds again because Joseph Robinette Biden and some members of the EU started to come around on this idea of waiving the uh, vaccine patents. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. So we just wanted to kind of talk through the issue and why we should really uh, be concerned for Pfizer and other big pharma companies Absolutely. because they're, we're worried about them. We're worried yeah. about them, guys. Yeah, the profits. Um, so overall, the issue that we're trying to address is that richer countries have received 87% of COVID vaccines, while low-income countries have gotten just 0.2% as of earlier this week. Um, half have gone to the richest 16% of the world's population, which means that nations in the global south may not reach widespread vaccination until twenty twenty three. And well, what's the
1: problem? What's the problem? You know yeah. you can't afford the vaccines, they're 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 for sale. You yeah. Buy some.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The the problem is supply, Miles, to answer mm. your question. Mm. Like we could ramp up production of effective vaccines around the world if the companies who developed those vaccines would allow their tech to be shared. And that's something they're not willing to do because they're right. like, we invested this money. It would be a bad investment in this one specific case if we let the patent be shared uh, for the global it would,
1: pandemic. Yeah,
0: because it would set a precedent for future like once in a century global pandemics. Yeah, that's fine. We want to set that precedent. You fucking monsters. But yeah, so it's just it's pretty open and shut like they have a bunch of objections uh, on the capitalist side. And like when any uh, anytime you read an article about this from like Reuters where they're interviewing investment bankers on this, they have all sorts of objections like, well, it's actually not the fact that the uh, vaccine hasn't been shared or that the uh, patents haven't been lifted. It's actually like. These countries don't have enough vaccine factories, or like they're not up to the task, and which so, is a lie. For I, India,
2: India is one of the the primary manufacturers of the vaccine. Right. It's just that yeah. they're yeah. shipping them out to other countries.
0: But it's a. This is always. I mean, there are so many people. Anytime you're advocating to do something unprofitable, there are millions of people who have been educated. Uh, you know, beyond, uh, any. Point of necessity to this cat-brained, yeah, just to come up with come up with excuses to yeah. of why not to do stuff
1: where they don't even know what they're saying.
0: Yeah, they don't know what they're saying. They probably believe what they're saying, you know. And Bill Gates, for instance, uh, talk about somebody who can like talk themselves into anything, has been a key driver of the the claim that this wouldn't help. That uh, lifting the patents wouldn't help. It's just total bullshit.
1: It's wild because, I mean, this is the thing that, this is what gives me, this is the one great thing that, I mean, not the one great thing, but this is a very interesting development in this country. That the president of the United States would go against the market, would go against big pharma and their wills to say, no, fuck your, like, no, we need, let everybody make this fucking vaccine so we can get the world Right, like what? What's the fucking deal here? It took a long time for them to begin to become supportive of this idea of waiving or ha- of creating the uh, patent waivers, but I think it's it's pretty significant considering like that a United States president is going to do that. I think that should be sort of underscored. Because also, it's funny when you saw the when the news broke, all the Moderna and Pfizer stock took a shit on oh, Wall Street. Yeah, like fell off a fucking cliff, which shows you. How this whole fucking like these motherfuckers are saying, oh, what? They're about to be generous.
0: Yeah. But We're then it stabilized that. because sure. uh, all those millions of uh, overeducated people had, you know, the talking points to be like, no, this isn't going to change anything. Nobody's going to be able to do this. Like they, they just kept on with that. That same argument that this doesn't change anything that, you know, lifting the patents. it It's wild for me to see how the mainstream media has like kind of played into this. There's been a ton of reporting about how foreign like hackers are targeting vaccine data. Uh, Like who the fuck cares? Let everyone have the formula for a life saving vaccine for fuck's sake. But that's like headlines from Bloomberg. Cyber attackers leaked COVID-19 vaccine data after EU hack. Uh, North Korea accused of hacking Pfizer for Covid nineteen vaccine data. It's like dude, we should just give it to everybody. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? And Jm, our writer, pointed out that, like back in the day, because uh, that was my first question. I was like, "Well, how did uh, in the nineteen forties, like when the polio vaccine was created, or whenever the fuck that was? Uh, how 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 were they able to ramp that up so quickly and get that you know just distributed globally and? The vaccine nationalism wasn't around back then. You know, nationalism was kind of a big deal back in the early 20th century, but vaccine nationalism, not so much. Somebody asked Jonas Salk, like, "What? who owns the patent on this vaccine? Uh, Jonas Salk said, the people. There is no patent. Could you patent the sun? So, yeah. Okay.
1: You can patent the sun, We're, and I'm I'm trying to right now, asshole. I, I you think guys Elon Musk
2: is
0: planning <laughs>
1: to do that sketch <laughs> on <laughs> SNL.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, it's
2: normalized patenting the sun. <laughs> it's really just depressing that people yeah. are so short-sighted. Mm-hmm. The benefit of eradicating this virus far outweighs the profit that you could make from selling it. Yeah, if right. you can, if you can turn the world back on and get everybody back to just consuming, then you're going to make billions of dollars anyway. And all of these pharma companies are going to be able to create their own booster shots, and they're going to be vaccinating people till the end of time. It's not like there's money to be lost. It's just less, slightly less money than you're already going to make. And I want to make this point very clear that other than I believe Pfizer, all of these companies took government subsidies in order to pro- produce these vaccines, in order yeah. to develop them and then ramp them up for production through Operation Warp Speed.
0: Moderna is based on a like com- combined uh, modified RNA study by the National Institute of Health to the point that their name is Modified RNA, mada RNA, Moderna, mm. is, is what they name themselves after from this one discovery made by publicly funded research. They were like, oh shit, that's a good idea. We're gonna jump on that. We're gonna make billions of dollars off of it. And then they're gonna tell us to go fuck ourselves when it's time for them to help the world. Uh yeah. That that's a one of the most hugely underrated uh like stories in America is how much you know the internet was invented by Taxpayer funded programs and shit like that. Right. But
1: well, because I mean, even though Pfizer didn't take United States government money, BioNTech took German government funding, like, right. And almost in like close to like half a billion dollars. Yeah. So, regardless, like, all of these are made through public funding. And yep. so, regardless, like, and because even when you look at the the projections of the money that these companies stand to make, They've already made more than they did last year in this first quarter off vaccines.
0: Yeah, you know? but they spent that money already, Miles. There's a yeah, and they can eat just shit. a whole
1: fucking armada <laughs> of
0: yachts that has taken Oh, no, for sing. real, exactly. Uh,
1: but so. that's, I think, what's so poisonous about this, and I think it, it's so odd if the more people, I don't know, like especially the media can't just report on the absurdity of how this system is working, where even like you're saying, Dave, you need consumers to keep your capitalist machine going. Because if people are too sick, they can't buy your stupid products. So it behooves you to have healthy consumers, just even in the cynical logic of capitalism or consumer capitalism, have healthy consumers with expendable incomes or enough money to give away to back to you. But you're still like, well, hold on. What's going to make more money if everyone fuck if I fuck over the recovery to make a little more money on this side? It's just. Yeah. Imagine
2: if we had to go back into lockdown in a year.
0: Yeah, Is that going to be good
2: for the economy? No, that's going to be terrible for everyone. So right. the sooner we get this over with, truly, or at least manageable, because we'll probably never be over with it. Uh, it's always going to be a thing because there are enough people refusing to get vaccinated that the virus will circulate through the population till mm. we're all dead. At least get it under control so people can go back to living their lives and going on stupid vacations and buying toys at Disneyland and all that junk yeah let's just do that but there is such a an obsession in this country with intellectual property mm-hmm. intellectual property matters more than human beings now yeah like if you own intellectual property you own the ability to use it and exploit it forever and that's why you know nothing <laughs> no movie character uh or book ever goes into public domain anymore like when great gatsby went into public domain i was shocked
1: but yeah right
2: mickey mouse will never go into public domain ever right
1: well oh yeah i don't know sure. Not if you listen to the lobbyists at the fucking mpaa like they have they have people pushing they have fucking people pushing against this right now because they're like well this could this is this could be too broad and this right. could have implications in hollywood yeah like what the fuck are you that's, talking that's what, that's what people in hollywood right always side, yes. say well that, how will this affect us how will this affect <laughs> hollywood don't worry you fucking idiot just if you to want to eat. see
0: the power of intellectual property law in this country, uh, just look at how many Pinocchio movies there are every year and mm-hmm. uh, how many Robin Hood movies there are currently in production. Like the two open source characters, they're like, we're going to want to green light about 45 of those for this calendar
1: year. <laughs> Hollywood's so dumb. They're like, all right, so I guess if, wait, that Moderna, that's uh, that's just public domain. All right, can we, can we turn that into a film? Is there <laughs> any way to exploit that? Okay, let's, we'll talk about it.
0: All right. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We were just talking about home equity lines of credit,
1: and it was uh, a mashup for a bank for <laughs> for to do a, a Sherlock Holmes, but Helock Holmes, but Holmes is spelled H-O-M-E-S. Right. It's a whole character, y'all.
0: Dave just absently, as we went to break, said, "We gotta get a new Sherlock Holmes movie," (laughs) uh, which I thought was very. Been a minute. It's It's been been a minute. Too long. Been
1: so long.
0: (laughs) But so Tom Selleck is the current old washed celeb who's going to be who's like trying to con. Oh, uh, the reverse mortgage god. Yeah, the reverse mortgage god. Who is the reverse mortgage god of like twenty years from now? Jennifer Garner.
2: hey uh, guys uh, do you want to get out of your uh, short term loan and God, get a, a new uh, home uh, loan I can't do it never mind yeah. <laughs> I was trying but if, I got Reese the voice, right?
1: if Reese Witherspoon fucks up her money yeah it's all I about be, who fucks up their money it's more. all about who fucks up their money that's really the the key and it's like it's a combination of like you're washed enough that like people know you but you couldn't be to pop, and otherwise you would say no to this commercial.
2: Hold on, Tom Selleck is on Blue Bloods, which is a network
0: drama on CBS. He is making bank. He's doing this because oh, yeah, of yeah, greed. Yeah. yeah, it's more like washed in the direction of having yeah. to do like, like Matt type CBS shows where you are can like Jennifer. Yeah, because like he,
1: it ain't gonna be like uh, you know what I've I'll name some other famous factor. but yeah, Jennifer Garner could be like yeah, Wilford far,
0: Brimley, isn't. Tom Selleck, Jen Jennifer Garner. Garner?
2: Yeah, because she's she's um, beloved enough, and she's I can already... see David
1: Spade doing it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not wholesome enough. Yeah, he know, he's, but he's we'll like for...
1: skeezy and perverted. But we're all our whole generation's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like how Rogan. do you market this to be old millennials though? Oh, you know, Rogan. What I mean? like, it's gonna, gonna be well. Rogan
0: because it's like it, hey, you have to nerds. have like, a right wing yeah. like kind of thread running through you. That is just like be, yeah, capitalist right, enough left. and is just like, yeah. I feel like Rogan maybe. Hey, nerds, is your interest rate too high? <laughs> give me your well, yeah. fucking... Put down the crack Give pipe. me the deed to your house, asshole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Put your fucking debt into a triangle choke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Murder
0: okay. your <laughs> debt. Let's talk about <laughs> Joseph R. Biden. Yeah. And just where he's at with... With the popularity, with the homies uh, who watch Fox News.
1: Look, we said it before. Fox hates talking about Joe Biden because they hate that there are there's there, there's a group of Republicans who have not just switched immediately like, man, fuck all of this. They're like, no, I, I I like that. What's happening? Okay, right. I like that. They're like, but you're a Republican. It's like, yeah, but I'm a human. And like the benefits actually help me. So it's hard to say I don't like this. So. You know, they, they're they doing everything they can to try and avoid all of this. But it's it's very it's it's just a sad moment because a recent poll is showing that in Texas, Texas, OK, the state that is on the brink of turning blue like a cookout at schoolboy Q's. Uh, they <laughs> are about to be real. They're about to realize Joe Biden is slightly more popular than some of their own elected officials that are Republicans. Right now, Biden has a 44 pr- percent approval with 46 percent disapproving. This is And now let's just talk about some of the people here. Senator Ted Cruz, 43% approval. So Biden is beating him by a point. Yeah, John Cornyn
0: disapproved, by the way, on Ted Cruz. Yeah, 48
1: disapproved. John Cornyn, 31% approval rate. Another senator. 25% in, uh, responded to the poll saying, they have no opinion on John Cornyn. It's one of your fucking senators. Right. The governor, 43% approval, 45% disapproval. Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, who was the one who was like, Yo, your grandma should die for this shit. <laughs> you fucking out your mind. We gotta get this fuck, these dollars flowing. That man, 35% approval, 26% with no opinion, even though he was the man who came with those takes. Uh, attorney general Ken Paxton, another legend who and a, another notable fleer of the ice storm, 32% approval, 36% disapproval, while 31% don't even know who they're like, huh? They responded to that question as, huh?
0: Ooh. I mean, I host a daily news podcast. I don't know who the fuck that is. So
1: Well, I'm not um, I'm a the, recovering wonk, so I, <laughs> all these guys are on my list.
2: The Republican Party has a very serious problem, which is that every single one of them is a charismalist doofus. Um right. and I don't know if they're ever going to figure out that like their appeal is becoming more and more narrow as it they become more and more extreme. The they accuse the democratic party of becoming like super liberal and progressive and communist and all this stuff and it's like we can see that that's not true like we see actual communist countries where people have health insurance and like they're you know socialist countries where people you know have a certain basic uh, income and like there are, are ways to take care of the uh, the less fortunate among us and there aren't you know unhoused people being abused by the police like we see what those other countries are like Mm -hmm. so you can't come and tell us like oh yeah this is this is where it's like stalin is president or something
0: like right we're not buying it they got one charismatic doofus uh in trump and they just completely lost the threat of of reality they're just like
1: oh shit they're going they're regressing so hard and they don't and but i mean i guess that's the one hopefully like You'd let you'd be like, well, hopefully if logic in the universe is just this ends with them completely self-consuming and self-owning to the point that they they will become irrelevant. But also they're so aggressive with all of these laws to try and fucking claw back everything that it's hard to know how it ends. But it's clear that they are fully they're like they've off ramped themselves completely from objective discourse around anything. Completely like because now they're like, we got to get Liz Cheney out because she's a she had a fucking brain and eyes and was like not on this shit. And we need people that are only going to tell outright lies all the time. That's the only that's the platform now. And if yeah, you're not because with that
2: like you're out because they don't have any other ideas. They don't have anybody else who can credibly lead their party. And so yeah. Trump continues to be the avatar for everything, even though he's no longer president. And they don't seem to see why that's not good long term. They're just like, OK, this is the best short term solution to our problem, which is we need to have a platform and the platform is just whatever like Trump doesn't like. And we're mm. going to uh, insert loyalists in all of these places and we're going to suck up to him because he can raise money. He can raise tons of money and that's all we need. And then, you know, all of our governors and state houses that we control are going to pass legislation to prevent Democrats or you know more specifically people of color from mm-hmm. voting and, and then right. that's going to solve all of our problems well boy if you start taking people's rights away they get upset they get really yeah. mad yeah. and th- that is only going to further inflame this division and further marginalize them if they start truly like curbing people's ability to vote this whole situation the, the this powder keg that we are living under all the time is going to explode
1: mm.
0: The when you think about like they I think they probably overestimated how easy life was going to be for them with a Democrat in office because it was so easy for them to get uh, their racist viewership riled up about the Obama presidency. And now they're just like, wait, why, why isn't everybody like furious like they like they've only Existed through the second Clinton administration, which he was like fucking, you know, drove Republicans and conservatives absolutely out of their mind with fury uh, still does. And then Obama. uh, And now they just it's almost like looking back at a at a sports team and be like, wait, who were their opponents before they they had it really easy. Actually, it turns out they like and now it's just, you know. That they can't, they can't get it together with. Yeah, well, well, it's because
2: you know, Juan Clinton was like cool and young and like <laughs> being a, a bad person, <laughs> which he deserved a lot of the scorn that he received from them because of the right. things that we now know or knew at the time yeah. he was doing. But he had this aura. In the 90s, of kind of being cool. And it's like, oh, it's awesome that he had an affair with an intern. And uh, Bill Clinton <laughs> is great. Right. Like, yeah. the, the economy Pride is player. through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, Like, if you watch any stand-up comedy special from the 90, 90s, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, let's m- let Bill Clinton get off. You know, he needs yeah. it. And, and uh, Who cares? Or blah, like, blah,
1: blah. Bill, oh, we know Bill Clinton is the first black president. Yeah. All yeah. that shit. Good you lord. i yeah. like, oh, um, oh, yeah.
2: But like, that was an easy target. For them, for their sort of family values platform at the time of like Christian values. And, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't treat the uh, Oval Office that way. That is disrespectful. And then, of course, we get Obama after Bush and he's black. (laughs) And it's like the money starts raining down on Fox News because (laughs) it's easy to piss people off about a cool black guy like that's it's simple, even though Obama, you know, brought the country back from from the recession, the Bush recession. Did the the most Republican thing imaginable, and that's assassinate Osama bin Laden. <laughs> right, like the, they had all these. He did all these things that would otherwise be like Republican talking points, things that they would support.
1: Yeah, bailing
0: like out the banks, and bailing out the banks, drone strikes, strikes, all that bailing out stuff. the banks instead of uh, every day. Deportation. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: He because he leaned. He was he was so because they, they were they were overly aware of that, and so everything just caved. And I think I'm mean, partially too. I don't think you know, whatever the agenda was of that administration wasn't as like focused, but I think even now coming off of 2020, it's like, like you were saying earlier, all of these uh, lies are eroding. Yeah. So I think a lot of the accepted wisdom, especially with the like racist party is like, what the f- shit ain't hitting the same. Right. I should be able to turn racism up and xenophobia up to fucking 13 and I would get shit active. And now people are kind of like, Ugh. Just right. fucking like over yeah. it, and but there's still like, always no, no. going
2: to be like the the hardcore forty oh, percent of the
1: country that is just like full on racist. But it's not. Yeah. But it's uh, but unfortunately now it's like now there there are becoming these independents who are like, yeah, I'm ignorant, but like I don't necessarily like I don't want to like scream about like how much I'm racist. Like also a private racist. Also, I got a
2: job and like he, I got fourteen hundred dollars from this dude. Yeah, like this and, is like, kind of tight. Yeah, I'm okay with that. He got the the pandemic under control. Like yeah.
0: when your guy was in office, the, it was out of control, and he was telling us to inject ourselves with bleach. And this guy <laughs> immediately got it under control. And uh, yeah, it's harder for them to to
2: shit on Biden because he is an old white man himself. Exactly, and that, that, I is, that is that was is the brilliance. The main of, thing of it, even though I think uh, probably all of us. Uh, that are on the show right now, we're hoping for a more progressive candidate to yes. run against Trump.
1: Oh, baby! I if, it Big Warren, B Biden if, all if it was a Warren, if it was a Bernie
2: guy, you were a Biden boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> just screaming at people about how much you love Joe B. Biden. <laughs> Biden boys. You know, stoning my bees up in the street. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Corn pop
1: was yeah, a, exactly. was a coward. Pop. Fuck you know, we that had That guy. chain on
2: us. <laughs> he is a bad dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, as much as I was, you know, supporting other candidates he was probably the right choice he got it done uh he got people out to vote and it's harder for them to malign his character it's harder for them to get any sort of like controversy to stick nobody gives two shits about hunter biden's laptop at all this is stuff that is popping off on the dark dark web and that is it nobody cares yeah Yeah.
1: i mean i think Um, there could have been i don't know if he's the only person but i think on the other side of this now, given the lack of attack tools that they have, you're definitely yeah. seeing like, "Ah, oh, I wonder if Kamala Harris was the president. Right. If, yeah, how was, much you more know that relates Yeah, sitting around begging this dude to die they're like if
2: he just got if he dies (laughs) then we're set and then we're just gonna rip this woman to pieces Um, but a lot
0: of the a lot of the stuff that's making him popular is the populist you know progressive economic things that he's doing which are things that probably don't exist as part of his platform if it weren't for the more progressive candidates and who knows if no, for the know, pandemic, you, have, you know, I think right.
2: be, because of the this the unique circumstances of the country, the world, really, not just the yeah. country, but the world. Yeah. Like people are more amenable to these kinds of, of broad, sweeping, um, progressive policies. Like, yeah. mean, I, I think if, if you told people we're going to pay everybody's student loans uh, tomorrow, uh, last two years ago, people would be like, what? No. I don't think so. But you tell them that now and they're like, yeah, I could really use that buddy real bad because I haven't been working and like I'm desperate.
1: Because I think that's a thing for so many people who are living sort of check to check or on a knife edge. The pandemic was so disruptive that I think it many people began to see just how tenuous the situation was. And now to realize like, oh, we actually I mean, some not everyone, but many people like, oh, we've we need to fight for the We were fighting for the wrong thing. Yeah, OK, yep. right, right. This is this is actually the direction you need to go, which is one to live in a society that has empathy and one that is like ruled by this sort of thematic principle that we need to take care of each other.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't know. It, I mean, a more socialist agenda might have uh, been doing better for the country. But just in terms of watching Fox News not know what to do with themselves, it's like this is fun. To,
1: yeah. to watch and for kill me to talk shit to that sixth there. grader
0: to kill me <laughs> yeah
1: yeah all right motherfucker sure man because the other president yeah, yeah. was like could fucking dunk on Biden anyway fucking I
0: bullshit. think our president <laughs> is doing a good job because uh, it's better than the other president oh yeah the, I'm surprised to hear you oh, say that it? because you gonna put that on wax <laughs> that <shit laughs> was so good if we uh, had drops all right moving on fuck this asshole drop. what about you yeah. Millie uh, you
1: the rates are so low in your state. What the fuck is going on with the unions, huh? I'm I, nine. Exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, but just two two kind of examples. Uh, of you know, I I I think um you know the the people who are dying the wool Fox News, uh, Trump supporting conservatives, like they're gone. But like anybody who was even a little bit undecided, like. Ha- this can't be good for uh, the the whole recruitment effort of trying to bring people over to their side. Um, we now have Ron DeSantis signing a bill, uh, like he said he would, that is basically voter suppression. That is voter suppression for a lot of people who vote Republican too. Like, yeah. it's making it hard for everybody to vote. And Fox News put it on, like, had an exclusive and treated it like a fucking pep rally.
1: It was absurd. Ob- abs not ab absurd ab live in the building if you remember star trek records um but yes let me play this clip because all these journalists are outside of this like the office being like we're trying to get in to cover this you're like oh no 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 this is a street street sweeper exclusive for fox news and fox and friends and it is one of it's just like a horror film
0: you're doing the same thing what's going to be different about florida's election in 2022 what are you about to sign
2: so right now I have what we think is the, the strongest election integrity measures in the country. I'm actually going to sign it right here. It's going to take effect. So Who's clapping? Bill is signed. That's and here's, official. here's what it does.
1: Yeah. So that's they all for that. Actually, you know what? Let me do this right now. Let me just fuck over these people, and let's cheer on the erosion of our rights, Were we? those people at of
0: his office, or was that like a studio audience at the No, Fox? those are
1: like other fucking goons in the party that are there just to be fucking back. They're with him, the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, so, the, the fact that they're big, like, even based on the internal logic of the Fox News narrative, like, they admitted that the election wasn't stolen, so... How does this make sense to their audience that they're trying to have
2: it both ways? Right. That's it. They're trying to say, "Okay, look, Biden is a president. Unfortunately, we don't like him. He's a communist. But let's say you do believe that the election was stolen. Well, we've got some guys on the show who are going to make you feel like a million dollars. Let's bring out Tucker Carlson. Oh, what about Sean Hannity? Oh, Ron DeSantis is going to sign a bill. It's like it's all television. It's all for show. It is all entertainment, and that is what every cable news channel, but especially Fox News, is most interested in. Is we are going to be the propaganda outlet for our side, and we are going to entertain people through spectacle. Uh, and we're going to entertain their wildest conspiracy theories. It's like uh, MSNBC and all the Russia stuff. It's like yeah. every night you tune in to uh, Rachel Maddow. And it's just like another new development in the Russia scandal. Uh, we've got uh, some random guy who uh, went to the ballet <laughs> with one dude who had met Donald Trump once. Yeah. And, and Like, all right, there's got to be something better to, to talk about right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and Fox is doing it with the election and like stuff that they know is bullshit. But because they need to continue to appeal to the fringiest fringe of the Republican Party, because that's the moneymaker, they're going to continue to uh, express this nonsense on prime time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's and it's all just become. Just like scoring points, you know, on the spectacle scoreboard. It's really because I don't think any any I don't know if a single person who's watching this knows what the bill actually is. They just know. Great. Republicans are showing power, too, a for win. them, for our side. And yeah, then election it's
2: like, integrity is a buzzword, guys. It's a gimmick.
1: Yeah, it just it just means uh, black and brown people stole the election. That's yep, right. That's what that is, you know, coded mm-hmm. for. And again, with all this going on. He still even Republicans were being like, don't make the law like this. Retirees are going to be fucked over because they're not going to we don't know if they know that they're going to have to re-register and shit. And that could be bad if, you know, in these coming elections. So regardless yeah, elderly of that,
2: people have a hard enough time figuring out yeah. where their polling places or like where to get a vaccine like you're going to make them re-register, start the process all over again. People are going to wander to their polling place in two years and be like, uh, I'd like to vote today. And they're they're like, they're like I don't what? see you on the register. Get out of here, grandma. Take a hike. <laughs> and Then they're going to lose all these voters like it is so short sighted. But that is what Republicans are most known for is short sighted sort of like gut instinct, knee jerk reactions to things to just get people fired up and mad.
0: But they're pretty good at white supremacy i feel like the things like that where they're they're not going to treat that equally right these laws are not going to be enforced equally in different polling places like i i feel like we can't underestimate how racist the implementation of these laws will be
1: yeah but i think on some level if across the board you're creating these sort of restrictions on mail-in balloting that's across the board yeah So yeah, yeah. that's what—that's why they're like, this is fucking dangerous, y'all. Like even Republicans, like you couldn't even sort of cut out the 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 minorities to fuck over. Well, and, I mean now- that's the
2: that's the first step towards it getting you know rejected on a constitutional basis.
1: Well, that's right? why now there's already three civil rights groups have already filed lawsuits. Like the second that fucking pen touched, they're like, okay, here we go. They're trying to come after you know minority voters and retirees, essentially.
2: It is. Mm-hmm. It is short-sighted, and it is also so dumb to give us all this time to prepare. Like All the stuff that happened um, you know, after the Voting Rights Act was kind of sunsetted, there was so many obstacles created then. And of course, someone comes around, Stacey Abrams and other people, who were able to get turnout despite all of that stuff, because they figured out ways to keep people in line, get them through, make sure people vote. That's going to happen again every single time. That they try to create a new law. Someone's going to come along and say, I know how to mobilize voters and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it to the point where you're still going to lose. But what we have to do is win these elections at a state level so that we can start to change the way these laws are made.
1: Right. The Republicans are skipping leg day in that they don't focus on turnout. They're only upper body suppression. So (laughs) they're going to have a weird. It's going to be interesting to have them shift gears, be like, fuck, we got to do outreach and shit and make sure our people know what's up. And I hope that that will be the comedic tragedy that befalls the party that we can all just sit there and laugh. Like, oh my God. It it already happened."
2: happened in 2020. The whole post office thing was a desperate attempt to keep people from voting and it didn't work.
1: Yeah. It still didn't work. I think all this to say, like, you know, just let's fucking end the filibuster so we don't have to fucking deal with these nightmares and just across the board, just make voting easier. Please. Like let's, this is exhausting.
0: There's so much bullshit that we don't even have time to, uh, get to the fact that Tucker Carlson has gone like full, uh, mask off anti-vaxxer basically on his, on his, uh, TV show. So we'll talk about that on Monday's episode. We don't even time to get to the background on, Domino's the Noid resurgence.
1: We really fucked oh, up. The Noid is it. back?
2: Oh, you gotta got you guys have the to have country. me on again to talk about the Noid.
0: <laughs> the One Noid. of my favorite corporate mascots of all time. Yeah. 100%. And I didn't realize made by the same claymation legend, Will Vinton, who cr- gave life to California, California Raisins. That's right. Yeah. Like what if like what a uh, the god ownership of a cultural moment. Yep. The Noid and <laughs> California Raisins. I mean, he like, was printing money back then. I know, yeah. Like 80, was, 86 was a good year for that dude. He was the Cardi B of his time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Dave, it's been such a pleasure having you, man. As always, where can people uh find you and follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Dave
2: underscore Schilling. And please, please, please uh, subscribe to Galaxy Brains on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, various other podcast players and rate and and, uh, rate and review. Excuse me. That show. Uh, Like I said, we have Pat Oswalt on this week talking about Star Wars. Previous weeks, we've had uh, John August, the screenwriter, talking about the Mighty Ducks TV reboot. Wow. Uh, We had uh, professional wrestling announcer Excalibur from All Elite Wrestling on to talk about Mortal Kombat. And uh, we have uh, Godzilla vs. Kong and Superman uh, or, or uh, Justice League uh, episodes as well. So tune in. Oh, and the the following week, after this episode drops, uh, we have the directors and writers of the Josie and the Pussycats movie on to talk about the film uh, and whether or not it's a socialist masterpiece. And I kind of think it is.
1: It, is. it they, is.
2: All those women live together. Yeah. They all share the wealth. There's no star.
1: They're, yeah. they're a unit. This they talk about the absurdity magic. of like the corporate capitalist pop marketing scheme. Yeah, it's all it's all there, baby. Battleship Potemkin, Josie and the Pussycats, which, <laughs> which is wild movie, a movie. Yeah, my partner, Her Majesty, she was like, yo, we need to watch that again. And I was like, what? And then when we were watching, I'm like, yo, this shit is <laughs> 20th <laughs> so anniversary of this, this year. One.
2: Everybody's going to go out and watch that movie. And so it's so, got it's all of classic.
1: our we got Rachel Lee Cook and shit and fucking Rosario Dawson and even Tara Reid. Isn't that the third one? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing. Go subscribe on all those platforms, not just one. You haven't finished your homework assignment until you've subscribed and written a review on every single exactly. one of them. Exactly. We will check Dave your homework. Mentioned. Yeah, I am going to find you and I'm going to take you down. <laughs> uh Dave, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, there's a tweet um from today
2: from this writer, Dave King, at Dave King, thing on Twitter, he said every show except for Jeopardy should open with an announcer saying, This is not Jeopardy, which I <laughs>
0: thought was very funny. I enjoyed yeah. that tweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully agree. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Also, 420 Day Fiance. Go to twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance to watch us feast upon the trash that we, you know, dole out on the weekly some tweets that i like first one is at uh at bebo official tweeting left twitter this left twitter that What the fuck do you mean you haven't left twitter for more than nine hours in two years this <laughs> is very funny him. um dad tweets i like that one this is from uh, at the yalitza yalitza jean charles uh, tweeted uh every day my emails get closer to just saying thank you unfortunately i just don't want to um, and I fucking felt that. Bart'll be the Scrivener. And then uh, Push Push at its Push Push tweeted, uh, Anytime I ever, quote, felt God in church or something, it was just a key change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This the gospel music is, hey, is accurate.
0: Beautiful God, on that term. God lives in the key change. Yep. A couple of tweets I've been enjoying. Jamie Loftus tweeted, Doctors are like, that'll be $300 and a jar of your piss. is that the tip yeah that's the tip I like to think that that's that's just for their personal uh, benefit and then Donnie Sapphire tweeted if you burn the candles at both ends stop that is wrong you are bad at candles (laughs) brilliance and then Mars at Mars in Charge tweeted if you get called mature for your age you're unpacking family trauma and therapy right now (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. You know. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song uh, are you thinking, Zeitgang? might uh might need in their lives might need i
1: think everyone needs to look yasuke is on netflix you know if you honor black samurai you know like me uh you should check it out but more importantly musically flying lotus uh contributed a lot of music to that and his album yasuke i we did a track from uh it a couple weeks ago maybe last week but there's another track on the the album is really good but this one in particular called pain and blood it makes me want to like hop into them like turn myself into an 8-bit character and get into a Lambo and just drive off into like a digital world uh, Mm -hmm. because it just has like this vibe to it that is so laid back and spooky it's like I was telling my friend if Stranger Things was about cocaine dealers this would be the theme song (laughs) so this is Pain and Blood by Flying Lotus so check that out oh
0: that's such a such a good call which I was like
1: that's a solid concept and maybe we should cut that out because don't somebody needs to write that show
0: yeah for sure cocaine is uh, synthesizer music like there it is or- orally uh, all right well the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. radio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, radio visit the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is gonna do it for us this morning we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to y'all then bye